Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Sorok here again with Mike Meredith. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very good, man. Lots to talk to. Well, lots to talk about, I should say. Uh, this weekend, a lot of lot of crazy games. Uh, so let's let's get right into it. Um, Thursday night we had the Lions and the Packers, and boy, the Lions, the Lions just dominated uh the Packers man. That defense was their their defense was incredible. It was twenty seven to three at halftime. Lions winning thirty four to twenty. Uh there there were some moments where I was kinda like, oh boy, here we go again. Like when Goff threw the the pick on the first drive, I was like, oh boy. Here here we go again. But I remember we were filming the episode and I reacted pretty Pretty uh, harsh about that, man. That first pick, man, was brutal. But yeah, but you know, back. he responded though. You know, he he, he threw the pick, and then that next drive, he went down the field and and threw a touchdown. I mean, that that is some mental fortitude right there to to have a guy be able to go through throw a pick on the first drive of the game, and then come back and just respond like. As much as people, you know, want to give shit to Goff, man, I mean, he's he's not a bad quarterback, and he is as tough as they come. Yeah. And then uh, Jordan Love was awful, um, of course. Uh, and now Lions in sole possession of the uh, the lead of the NFC North. Um, yeah, that was a, that was just a crazy game, man. Uh, Tons of pressure on Jordan Love as well. The Lions' defense was just incredible on the pass rush. I mean, that was almost a perfect game from the Lions, if, if you really think about it, especially on the defense, defensive side of the ball. Yeah, man. I mean, they played so good, especially in that first half. You know, Green Bay kind of started coming back a little bit in the third quarter, but then Detroit shut that shit down. And, you know, ate up a whole bunch of time in the fourth. That nine-minute drive in the fourth quarter sealed it, man. Just played better, man. They played a better game. All, all round, they, they played a lot better. Um, Falcons and the Jags were, were in, uh, were in uh, England uh, this, uh, this weekend. Um, Sunday morning game. It's kind of, kind of weird watching football at a... Uh, at you know nine thirty in the morning, but uh, Jacksonville winning this one twenty three to seven. I think we both took Jacksonville to win this one. Uh, Atlanta fraudulently had two wins already. Uh, Desmond Shitter looked horrible with with two picks, and you know Trevor Lawrence, man, he he's becoming like you know one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, man, Jacksonville. Finally came out and uh, showed a nice statement went after losing to uh, the Houston Texans last week. They came out in the London game and uh, dominated against Atlanta. It was a, it was a very interesting game uh, to watch. Uh, you know, uh, you, you had uh, Christian Kirk. He looked really good with uh, 84 yards on, yards on eight receptions. So, I mean... Uh, Jacksonville's offense was really rolling for the most part, and well, Atlanta. Well, when you have Desmond Shitter on your team, you're not really going to get a whole lot of offense out of them. Um, the, one of the biggest games of the weekend, uh, Miami and Buffalo, and Buffalo came out swinging and didn't stop. They beat mm-hmm. Miami forty-eight to twenty. Um, 
look, that that was a statement win. That that was Buffalo saying, "Look, we can beat good teams. We we know we fucked up week one, but they have responded every single week since with huge, huge margins of victory." No, yeah, man. Uh, I had the Dolphins at first in this game. I thought that they would do, uh, you know, what they had been doing, man, putting their foot on the gas. And at the start, it was very close. At the start of the game, they were going back and forth uh, each play until the Bills just ran away with it, man. And they left no doubts who was the better team in that division, man. They uh, they went crazy, man. Josh Allen, probably the MVP of the week. I mean, either him or Christian McCaffrey, I mean, absolutely killed it. Uh, Stephon Diggs had a great game as well. The Bills, man, if there was any doubts from those week one people, like I think we kind of were a little bit uh, in the week one, uh, a little bit worried, but they have definitely bounced back in full, and they are definitely Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I'll, I'll be first to admit, man, I, I overreacted after week one because you lose to the Jets, you're you're a bad team. I mean, let's let's face it, man. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Buffalo has just been really strong lately. Josh Allen was incredible in this game. I think he threw four touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he was over 300 yards. I mean, he was awesome in this game. Uh, and then Tua obviously threw the pick. Not not obviously something you want to do, uh, you know, ever. But it's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, Miami's offense just really couldn't get going in that second half against Buffalo, and that's why they were able to just pull away. Uh, for, uh, one of the first toilet bowls of the week, uh, the Broncos and the Bears, man. Oh my How God. The, cares, the, the Bears just... The Bears. <laughs> the winless. The winless. They had... 14 now losses in a row. Yeah, they, they, they haven't won in a very, very long time. <laughs> Man, it's, this is, this is like pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been about a year now. Um, Bears went into halftime with a 21-7 lead, making, you know... Fields was actually looking competent in the first yeah, half, and then yeah. he just about yeah, he like, fell apart yeah. in the second half. Like, what happened, dude? You looked Fields was like going crazy in the first half, man. I was like, what? Oh my gosh, bro! Like, it was crazy seeing Fields, man. Yeah, I mean, he overall he had a really good game. He went twenty-eight for thirty-five, uh, three hundred thirty-five yards passing and four touchdowns. And and yet, you know, yeah, he had the one interception, and he he played a hell of a lot better game than Russell Wilson did, but they still blew a big lead after halftime, and it, they were up twenty eight to seven at one point, and it's just like you you can't do that, and the Bears defense just completely gave up, man. It, it was it was horrible, horrible game to watch, and I I I don't understand how the Bears lost this one really. Yeah, man, they just absolutely choked. Yeah, um, the the Ravens beat the Browns twenty eight to three. Look, the Browns defense the first few weeks, man, were really good, and now they just laid an egg against the Ravens here. They they made they made that Ravens offense look completely comp- uh, competent. It was just yeah. I mean, when you make Lamar Jackson look good, your defense is doing something very wrong. I think. Yeah, no Deshaun Watson either. He was rolled out like right before the game started. 
they had the backup in. He didn't do good at all, which didn't help. So um, I thought Cleveland, you know, could take this one, but they just they just got outplayed. Man, defense didn't look good, and near to their offense, this overall horrible performance. Yeah, Dorian Thompson Robinson just he, he couldn't do anything. I I, I feel like if Deshaun Watson uh, was was playing in this game, that they, they would have done a lot better, but. Obviously, um, the Ravens just just pulling away with with this one. Uh, Texans beat the Steelers this week, I believe. I don't remember if I took the Texans or not, but I don't think I did. But CJ Stroud again, just getting better and better every single week, and and I will I will continue to say it, man. He, if if he keeps performing the way he's been. There, there's just no way in hell that he won't be, or that there's just no way in hell he won't break that curse of OSU quarterbacks just being horrible. Yeah, man, definitely uh, the Texans, man. Like they went crazy. The Steelers are just not it, and CJ Stroud, man, he looks incredible. His passing is, you know, incredible up at the top tier with some of these guys. Right now, no interceptions. He's just he's just on fire, man. Hopefully, he can continue this because if so, man, I think Houston might have found their franchise quarterback. Yeah, and you know, you know, you know what's funny though is Nico Collins, a Michigan guy, is is receiving the most targets from C.J. Stroud, who's obviously Ohio State. It's just kind of funny how these two like hated each other. Now, now you know they're just working ex- extremely well together in the, in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, man. it's it's just crazy to me, and I also saw that it uh, C.J. Stroud is the like the first rookie quarterback in a very long time to not throw an interception in their first four games, uh, which is just crazy. And uh, I think, um, you know, w- with this win, uh, every single team uh, this week in the AFC South is now two and two, which. I don't think any of us actually predicted happening. And then the Steelers, man, just they looked awful this week. Just horrible. Yeah, they did. Uh, the other toilet bowl, Vikings beat the Panthers 21-13. to Kirk Cousins actually looked somewhat good this week. Um, I think we all saw this one coming, though. I think the Vikings, I think we all picked the Vikings on Thursday's episode. Um, I, they finally get their first win. That said, I think they're still completely out of the uh, the playoff race. But hey, they're no longer tied with uh, with the Bears. Yeah, they uh, they finally got a win, um, and Detroit has Carolina next week, so uh, that's going to be nice and interesting. Can't lose that one, but uh, yeah, Minnesota they won, but like you said, they you're really not in the playoff picture at all from this win. No, not not at all. Um, Rams beat the Colts in overtime, 29-23. The Rams shut out the Colts in the first half, and then the Colts came back. Richardson looked actually good in the second half, despite you know his horrible first-half performance. Um, and, and really, it's the complete opposite for Matthew Stafford. He didn't look good in that second half, really, at all. Um, and, and But they were somehow able to pull it out in overtime, and I, th- I just thought for sure, man, that the Colts were going to win it after coming back from that far behind. Uh, it was, I believe, 20 to uh, to nothing at, at halftime. Yeah, I think it, the lead was up to 23 nothing at one point was the highest it got. Um, and, yeah, 
oh, just almost a disaster by the Rams, almost losing that game. But they ended up pulling out the win. Uh, I believe Cooper Cup's coming back next week as well, so that will help um, booster that offense here. Uh, we'll see how the Rams do moving forward, but yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, the the Rams should not have been, you know, they, they sh- the Colts. I, sh- I mean, they should not have been in that game really, especially considering their first half performance. But yeah, twenty three nothing was the highest that lead got, and then the Colts just came back, but Rams able to pull through. Uh, it will be interesting to see if Cooper Cup is back this week because that will help the Rams offense a ton. Uh, but it's going to be interesting, too, because when he comes back, is Puka Nakua going to go down to basically a wide receiver number two in terms of a target share, or is, is the train just going to keep rolling and, and you know, Cup's just going to have to work himself back into that lineup, I wonder? Yeah, I think that um, Cup will come back as the wide receiver one, but I don't think Nakua is going to, you know, fall too far back from where he was. And I know some people are like, you know, drop him completely from your fantasy team if you pick him up in the waiver wire. I don't think he's going to be non-existent anymore. I still think he'll get his his uh, fair share. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll definitely get his fair share. Still, um, I don't think there's any reason for for him to be you know not second in target share. I think I think he'll be firmly in second place in target share. But who knows? Maybe Cup won't even be a huge impact player when he comes back. Um, so the Bucks beat the Saints 26 to nine. I think, uh, I, I definitely took the Saints in this one. Um, it feels bad, man. <laughs> you know, uh, Baker, you know, was, he, he didn't look bad. I mean, he was 25 for 32, three touchdowns. He did throw an interception, but Derek Carr, man, just, he couldn't do anything. That's really the whole Saints offense could, couldn't do anything. Kamara looked horrible. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just a really really odd game. Obviously, both these teams are in a you know race for a very shitty division, but you know it's just it wasn't it wasn't a I thought it'd be a much closer game uh, than it was really. Yeah, I actually took Tampa, so uh, I'm kind of glad I did because you know they won the game. I just I had no faith in the Saints, man. They they blew a huge lead last week. I'm like, man. Tampa's been doing all right, better than expected. It's another divisional game. I think Tampa's gonna win this, and they just they played better. And, and yeah, they uh, they definitely deserve that win. The Saints, man, they just are not it. No, they they aren't. And yeah, I I think I'm just gonna take all my faith out of the Saints now, especially after blowing this one so bad. Uh, Eagles and Commanders. Eagles winning it on a field goal in overtime. Again, another game that should not have ever been close, you know, at all in this one. Um, you, you know, Jalen Hurts looked really good. Sam Howell even looked really good. I mean, th- this was a game where it was just back and forth uh, with these with these teams in, in terms of scoring. Um, but y- you would have thought that Philly would have just been blowing the doors off of Washington. I know it's a divisional game, but still man Washington's not that good this year yeah man um Washington I was shocked was just, you know so close close as they were I mean I believe they had the lead a lot of the game as well just um they played a tough game compared to how they've been playing the last couple weeks and but Philadelphia still got the win but 
if I remember correctly, I think Washington was the team that knocked off Philly's undefeated streak. Um, was it last year when they were like eight and zero? Yeah, Washington was the team to beat them. So it was like, um, I guess Washington just kind of plays them tougher. But yeah, um, Eagles still came out with the win though. Yeah, just barely. Uh, here's here's one that I know you and Ian both took the losers of, and I took the winners on. Tennessee beating the Bengals twenty-seven to three. That I, I, look, I told you this was this was the type of game that Tennessee thrives in, and what do they do? They thrived in it, man. Um, you know, you, you had uh, Ryan Tannehill actually looked like a fairly competent quarterback out there for once in his career. Uh, he did throw the pick, uh, but. It really didn't matter um, because their their defense just responded immediately after that, um, and, and getting a stop. Joe Burrow didn't look too hot. I mean, he's twenty for thirty, um, but yeah, I mean, the Bengals' offense, man, just has not been able to get off the ground at all this year. Yeah, man, um, I cannot believe how bad the Bengals are doing. They just don't even look like the team they used to be, man. And if you saw Jamar Chase in the post-game interview, he's like, man, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. He kind of taking a shot at Joe Burrow right now. Like, Joe Burrow is just not playing good, man. I don't know how bad his calf injury is, but, man, he might have to just sit out a week or two because he just does not even look like, you know, a confident quarterback right now. He doesn't look comfortable. uh, No. Like, at all. Um, Shout-out to Derrick Henry, by the way. Huge game from him especially after the first couple weeks of not really performing anything. 22 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. He looked really good this weekend. Um, so big shout-out to him. I'm a big running back guy, but, yeah, just just got to give him a shout-out real quick because that was a really good game from him. Uh, your Chargers beat the Raiders 24-17. to Um Yeah, not much to talk about in this one. Uh, I mean, Justin Herbert looked okay. You know, he, he didn't look horrible, but he didn't look good by any means. Um, and Aiden O'Connell, you know, he was kind of average. But, yeah, this was this is just one of those games where I thought for sure L.A. could win this one, and, and they did. And, you know, not not a bad game for, uh, for them, but they need to do a lot better um, with, uh, well, everything. Yeah, um, you know, again, barely beating, you know, the Raiders without Garoppolo. Not really that impressive at home as well. Like, that's a game they should win, you know, only winning by a touchdown. Chargers just, you know, I still don't have faith in them, man. They they still struggle at their times, man. And Staley, man, I don't know if you saw the controversial play that happened in that game. Um, oh, going for it in their own territory on fourth down. So it was actually when Asante Samuel intercepted the ball at the end. There was a clip of it looked like Brandon Staley was telling him to like get down, like um, to fall, and instead of like you know going forward, which made no sense because the um, there were still like two minutes left on the clock. They were only up a touchdown. It was like, and they were in their own territory. If he were to uh, fall down, but then some people were defending. They're like, "Well, no, Brandon Staley wasn't saying that at all." So, kind of hard to 
you know, say, but still, like, if that's even, like, a question that he would do something like that, that's how you know he's a bad coach, because some people would think that he would do some shit like that, man. I, I don't think he would have done that. I mean, look, look, there's a lot of stupid coaches in the NFL right now. A lot of very questionable decisions that happened in this, uh, this week. But, I mean, come on, man. That, that, like, I don't think he's that stupid to, to have said that, but it is what it is with that one. Uh, like I said, he, he should be still launched out of a cannon to the moon. Cause he, yeah. he, look, if you're a defensive minded coach and you're allowing the Raiders without Jimmy G to, to put up even 17 on you, you're, you're just doing something wrong, man at home, no less too. So yeah, it's doing, doing nothing wrong. And so the Cowboys beat the Patriots 38 to three, Bouncing back after losing to Arizona and with a pretty big statement win. Yes, I know New England is, you know, a horrible team. But, yeah, Dallas responded after last week's loss. Uh, Dak looked really, really good. Um, And Mac Jones, man, just, oh, my God, he's he is so bad. I, 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 he's horrible, man. How, how is, how does he? I mean, I I know they don't have anyone uh, for their backup quarterback position, but come on, man, find someone else. Yeah, there's uh, another quarterback that is going to be out the league pretty soon. Like, he is not the answer in New England. And the Cowboys, um, I think last week, man, they just really didn't take Arizona seriously at all and just, you know, unperformed and just didn't try and, you know, that was the reason they didn't really prepare well at all, I don't think, because, you know, they, it's Arizona. Like, who thought Arizona would anything? But kind of, you know, fixed that problem this week, even with New England, you know, not being a great team. They did not let up on them and uh, took it to New England. Belichick, you know, does not look does not look good. Man. Launch him out of a fucking cannon, too. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking like Tom Brady, you know, uh, brought him all his success. Oh, seeing Brady go to another team and win, and Belichick can't ever win without Brady. Just proving that point, man. Proving that point every single week, man. Like, and and to your point, you know, the the Cowboys, I, they they definitely took New England seriously this week, especially after that embarrassment of uh, of last week of losing to Arizona. They they actually took a very bad opponent seriously. Good thing to see there. Uh, speaking of Arizona, they lose to the Niners on the road, thirty-five to sixteen. Brock Purdy, man, I still don't believe in him at all. But he looked pretty good this this uh, this week. Although you know he went twenty for twenty-one, but he's he's kind of like doing the JJ McCarthy thing of just little dink and dunk easy passes. Yeah, man, Bert Purdy's just using the team around him, man. I mean, he's he's and he's doing a good job that he's filling in where he needs to be. You know, he doesn't need to do anything flashy. Uh, the star of the show, Christian McCaffrey, I think had four touchdowns. He went off. Uh, he had uh, he had three touchdowns. Three touchdowns, okay. Um, but still, he just went off, and uh, the defense, of course, still doing their thing. 49ers are still the best team. Until they lose, they're still the best team. Oh, no, yeah, they're, they're absolutely the best team. Um, Chiefs struggling on the road against the Jets, winning 23-20. No. to 20. 
Look, let's talk about this game. This man. was there was a lot of controversy. There was there was a lot. Um, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna you know look. Zach Wilson looked actually really good. Um, but I, I heard it's I I heard it was cause uh cause uh Travis Kelsey's mom was in the stand, so he's probably just trying to show out for her. Uh, you got a you got Milf Slayer Zach Wilson, you know. He he had to he had he had to ball out for her, you know. Uh but <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh Mahomes uh didn't look good at all uh on Sunday. Throwing two picks as well. I mean, come on, man. You got to be a lot better than that. Yeah, man. It actually should have been three picks. So let's get into a couple of things with this game, man. One, I'm sick of fucking seeing Taylor Swift every fucking. Oh, my every God. Every series. fucking. Every every time they. The first week. But now it's like, bro. It's ridiculous. And... <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. And now there's this whole theory that. They rigged that game for the Chiefs because they want all these new female fans to, you know, they want, you know, Taylor Swift's team, you know, the Chiefs to win because there was one play where the Jets get an interception and until the guy intercepts it, the, the guy doesn't throw the flag. Then he throws the flag after the fact that he intercepted the ball. And then there's the blatant hold on Jermaine Johnson trying to sack Mahomes, not even called, just letting him run freely. Uh, just insane. A lot of missed calls, bad refereeing, man. You know, lots of controversy. And again, bro, the Taylor Swift thing, man. Every freaking five seconds, every post on ESPN is about her. It's like, bro, she's not even that fine, bro. Can we please just, like, kill on this for for a second, man? For real? So, so on that pick, so, the, I mean, the, the flag was actually thrown during the play. A lot of people didn't see it, but there, the flag was actually really? thrown. Yes, it was actually thrown during the play. Um, obviously, there, there was so much going on at the time. No one really noticed it. But uh, but if you, if, you, if you look at it really closely, that, that flag is thrown during the play um, for that pass interference. Um, so that that's just that. But, dude, the, the Taylors, I, I'm done. I, I I don't okay. care. I don't care about Taylor Swift, man. Like I don't. I it, it, I I don't know what's worse is is uh, Jackson Mahomes' brother or <laughs> and and his wife yeah. or, or Patrick Mahomes' wife or 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 the Taylor Swift stuff because like both are. Oh, what's even funnier is is uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife is now getting mad because she's not getting any attention because it's all on uh, <laughs> on on Taylor Swift. It's like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Like. It's, 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 focus on the football. Chiefs fan base is toxic now, man. It's like you got her and yeah, Taylor Swift, all that shit, bro. They're toxic, man. They really are. Uh, you, you you win you win a Super Bowl and you just think you can fucking do whatever the fuck you want. Apparently, I mean, I mean, shit. I mean, they're not as bad as Philly fans. Let's let's keep that. Th- th- those fans are fucking psychopaths. Uh, Philly fans are relentless, man. Oh, we we won a championship. Let's burn our city down to the ground. Yeah. Fucking retarded. Man, talking about the Taylor Swift thing too, man. I'm actually scrolling on Twitter right now. Yes, Twitter is not fucking X. I will never fucking call it X. Um, someone saying, I, I just can't do it, man. He has his muted words and Taylor Swift, man. Like, he, he even, like, he knows, man. Like, 
We don't want to see any of that shit, man. Right. I, I don't care about Taylor Swift. Like, sure, if they make it to the Super Bowl, show her. But in the regular season, no one gives a fuck. I just want to watch football. I don't care about fucking... I don't care that Taylor Swift is sucking Travis Kelsey's dick every day. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, come on, dude. I don't care. Just play football. Let me watch football. I don't care about Taylor Swift. Um, fuck. It's not that hard. <laughs> but come on, man. But like I said, you know, Zach Wilson was showing out for, for, for Mama Kelsey. So, you know, just... you Look, look, man. I, all I'm saying is I understand. He had to ball out. Uh, and then uh, last night, Seattle on the road God, against the man. G-Men, winning 24-3. to I, I didn't think this game would be this much of a blowout. I honestly thought, you know, New York would score somewhere in the realm of like 13-17, to and Seattle would have scored about 30-something points. But I, I honestly didn't expect the Seahawks offense to not, you know, just roll roll them over like like you know the the final score kind of shows it did, um. But uh, but Geno Smith looked okay, I guess is is the word you could throw, uh, describe it. But Daniel Jones, man, a red zone pick six. I mean, you are god awful, man. How does he have a starting job still, bro? Who's worse, him or Mac Jones, man? Because it's like, like. Daniel Jones looks awful, man. They're paying him $40 million. He was sacked 11 times in that game. and Just ridiculous. Man, sacked, interception. He just is awful, man. The Giants, they're poverty right now, man. They are horrible. That and offensive line. Time against the Bills in a couple weeks, man, they're going to get their ass Oh, kicked, yeah. Man. That offensive line, that was the worst performance I've ever seen from an offensive line in my entire life of watching football. I was watching a video. Evan Neal, who was their top offensive line pick, I think, a few years back, he was caught blocking his own dude. Like, literally on a play, he was supposed to block the inside man. He he tries to go for the outside, the edge, and someone's already on him, and he ends up running into his own guy and blocking his own guy. Oh is, man, that offensive line. Is- That's so bad. That that dude, you're. He didn't even block the right fucking person. You you you, you made the wrong block. Even even if that guy on the edge wasn't you know wasn't blocked. That's not the guy you're supposed to block on that play, anyways. So I mean, it's yeah. it's just like, dude, what are, what are you doing here? I mean, that was that was just ridiculous man um so yeah i mean that was a you know it was an interesting week of football for sure um so yeah uh so the nfl decided to uh to to make some changes to uh to you know how they police the gambling uh policies uh so jameson williams going to be back for the for the lions uh you know two weeks earlier than expected. A um, couple other guys, I uh, f- f- forget who at the at the moment, um, but they're they're, they're all, all over the league. They're they're coming back a week earlier than than expected uh, because they they gambled on non NFL games but on NFL facilities. So now they've cha- the NFL's gone in. They've changed the rules. You know, if you bet on a non NFL game on a team facility, now it's just a two game suspension. Um, and then, 
uh, I think I think like if it was on an NFL game that wasn't your own game, it's it's like a year automatically, and then if it's your own game, it's like a two year suspension, uh, something like that. I don't, I don't remember the exact news article, uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 good to see, you know. You know, still, uh, you know, Ray Rice served less time than Jamison Williams still. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, Kareem Hunt did too. So, I mean, this, yeah. this is ridiculous, the man. They need to figure out what they're doing with uh, with suspensions, man, because this is ridiculous. Yeah. In the NFL, you get less games for hitting a woman than you do gambling on freaking sports, man. Like, it's ridiculous. And, and, it's, and, it's, and they, they, weren't, they weren't even football. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they were, were football. they were, there was like they basketball gambling on their own games. Yeah. They weren't even gambling on their own games or anything. Just ridiculous. Like, I don't know what would be the right amount of penalty, but definitely not what they're getting. I mean, I would just find them, you know, the money that they won or lost, you know, the money that they put into the gambling. So say, you know, the whole controversial thing last year with Calvin Ridley, he said he only bet $1,500 and he was suspended the whole season. For, for something like that, man, are you kidding me? Deshaun Watson gets, what, six games for freaking being, having 24 for, sexual assault charges? It, yeah, it, it's... Like, this is, it's ridiculous, man. It really is, man. I mean, like, you know, you know, you, you beat the shit out of your wife and, and you get only two games. Uh, uh, what Kareem Hunt also beat the shit out of someone and only got a couple yeah. games. Like, this is, this is just stupid. And... and you know, you, you gamble on a basketball game. Yes. Okay. Look, I I understand not gambling or not doing it on a team facility. It, it kind of looks bad, so I understand that. But it wasn't even like you know a a a football game. It was a basketball game that these guys were gambling on, and and they and they suspend them six weeks when when guys do much worse and get less time like, come on man this is ridiculous the nfl really needs to sort this shit out man cuz yeah yeah it's ridiculous so that kind of wraps up the nfl for us so we're going to get right into the the top 25 matchups for college this weekend ah uh, friday night man uh this this is where the the pac 12 starts to cannibalize itself uh utah went down into corvallis to face oregon state and lost 21 to 7 uh still no cam rising uh but nate johnson dude i i don't understand why they're why they keep playing him when uh they have another quarterback that can actually throw the ball Nate Johnson, he's a hell of a runner, but dude, he cannot fucking throw the football at all. He went eight for twenty-three and one hundred one yards. I mean, that is just awful. Yeah, man. Um, I actually thought Utah would sneak this one out. I think it, I thought it would be close. Oregon State pulls up, pretty much dominates. I mean, just played a better game, and yeah, they just they need Cam Rising back, man. They just need to figure out something because that was not a good performance. That was that was just a terrible performance overall. I mean, that was that was really bad. Um, Bryson Barnes is a much better uh, passer than Nate Johnson, and he just they they haven't been playing him. And well, Nate Johnson proved why he should be playing, and and you know not Nate Johnson because he eight for twenty three, dude. That is that is astronomically bad. Um, mm. And then uh, DJ Uyunglele, dude, I I can't like. 
that, that's that's the best you're going to get out of me uh, for trying to pronounce his name. He he looked actually pretty good, 14 for 25. He did throw the pick, but yeah, uh, Oregon State's defense just looked really good. Um, so yeah, kind, big upset, but kind of saw this coming at the same time because it, it was a it was a a home game for the Beavers. Uh, Michigan finally covers. They covered against Final. Nebraska, forty-five to seven. Um, it, that was just utter domination. And uh, you know it, that that touchdown Nebraska scored late in the game. There, there was just a there was just a mistake. Uh, like a bad read was made for Michigan, and that that read isn't made. Uh, you know that, that mistake's not made. It's it's a shutout for Michigan, man. I mean, Michigan played a complete game this week. Um, the over/under on this was set at uh, 38 and a half, and and Michigan covered it by themselves, and obviously Nebraska added on to that. But either way, Michigan looked really good this week. Unlike the team that's ahead of them, struggling against Auburn this week. Let's get into that one because there there was quite a bit to talk about. Um, you know, Peyton Thorn did the most uh, Peyton Thorn thing <laughs> ever. Uh, and threw a pick late in the game to, you know, seal the fate of Auburn, man. But this was a much closer game than I think really anyone expected. I don't think anyone expected Auburn to ev- have even been in this one with Georgia. Yeah, man. Um, Auburn definitely gave a, a solid fight to Georgia, man. Georgia is not looking as dominant as I thought they would be this year, man. No, they're not. And, you know, we'll get into this in, in the in the college rankings blitz but Michigan now is starting to receive some first place votes at, especially after this uh this performance by Georgia they they got to figure something out man cuz yeah it's just didn't look good uh Penn State beat Northwestern 41 to 13 not much to talk about Northwestern awful and well Penn State's really good man i mean their offense was just rolling Yet again, it, I mean, that that offense just doesn't stop. Drew Aller, however, wasn't so hot this week. 18 for 33. But, I mean, that, that rushing game uh, for Penn State is just incredible, man. They have two really, really good running backs, and they use them so efficiently. Um, right now, I mean, Penn State has the best running offense in the, uh, in, in the F- FBS. Yeah, man. The Penn State's still looking great. Uh, so... USC beat Colorado 48 to 41. This game was this game was so much closer than it should have been. Uh yeah. USC's defense proving yet again why, you know, they're look, USC's defense uh in every meaningful stat is outside of the top 100 in the entire FBS. You you have Mac schools that are better that are better defenses than U, USC. Um no, a lot of group of five schools are ahead of USC uh, defensively and like every meaningful stat. Uh, but, you know, the first half performance by USC was great. It was, I think, 27 to 3 or something like that at halftime. Um, no, it was uh, it was uh, 34 to 14 at, at, at halftime. I mean, this should have been a blowout, but, you know, USC just, they couldn't. I mean, they held on, but just barely. I mean, Colorado is not good, and they made Colorado look really good in that second half. Yeah, I mean, Colorado almost came back at the end, man. 
Caleb Williams having to do what he what he can, man, with this team, with the defense being as it is, carrying that offense. Um, but yeah, Colorado made this a lot closer than it than it seemed. Yeah, I mean, if USC's defense had at least at least one player who wasn't afraid to tackle someone, this would have been a, a you know doors blown off of Colorado like like it was uh, last week against Oregon. But you know, everyone on on USC's defense is is afraid to fucking tackle someone. I mean, it it is pathetic how many arm tackles you it, like. I, I started counting arm tackles on like one of Colorado's drives, and just about every single tackle was an arm tackle. I mean, it was it was horrible. Guys, guys are just afraid to hit on USC's defense, and you're not gonna win uh, many games when when your defense can't do that. Um, so uh, Kentucky just destroyed Florida. Um, Florida, who was fraudulently ranked after uh, beating uh, who did who did they beat? Um, they beat some ranked team. I think. Yeah, they beat. Uh, I can't I can't remember Florida. right now. Uh, no, it was. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, they did, they did they beat they did beat Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. And and. Tennessee's not all that good. Neither's Florida. Both teams really should have never been ranked at all. But you know, the way Tennessee's been playing, yeah, that kind of shows. But Kentucky blew the doors off of Florida in this one, um, 33-14. That uh, that offense was really, really rolling. Um, you know, Montreal Johnson – no, not Montreal Johnson. Uh, uh Ray Davis, man, for for uh, for Kentucky, was awesome. Uh, Twenty six carries, two hundred eighty yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Kentucky, man, they their run offense is really really good this year. Um, as as like last year, it really wasn't all that much. Uh, this was an all around good game for Kentucky, I think. Yeah, uh, Kentucky just dominated that game. Played a lot better than I thought they would. I mean. The spread was like a one-point spread, I think. It was going to be a close game and then just showed up and dominated Florida. Yeah, and that's really all it was was domination. And speaking of domination, Texas is back. Uh, uh-huh. Beating Kansas – beating the brakes off of Kansas too, 40-14. to 14. Um, Kansas kept it close in the first half, and then that yeah, second it- half, Texas just blew them out. Yeah, I saw it was like twenty to fourteen. Then I looked, and it was forty to fourteen. You know, not too much uh, later. So Texas definitely came on that second half and uh, and took the game over. Yeah, it was thirteen to seven after halftime. Um, and and you know Kansas was still in this game, and then Texas just you know like I said, utter domination. It was yeah, it was twenty to fourteen at one point, and then just. You know, obviously Kansas has never scored again. Uh, Quinn Ewers looked really, really good. Besides the interception, I mean, he he has been really good. Um, and then uh, Jonathan Brooks, man, really good game on the ground for him. Two hundred eighteen yards and two touchdowns. I mean, again, te- Texas can do it all. They can, they can throw it. They can run it. They are they are like one of the most efficient offenses in college football right now. Um, Missouri beating Vanderbilt, uh, thirty-eight to twenty-one. Uh, look, 
if you're letting Vanderbilt be that close to you as a ranked uh, team, you 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 really are doing something wrong. I mean, this should have been a blowout. Um, the, I believe Missouri did cover in this one, but that yeah they did. Uh, but that said, I mean, Vanderbilt just was horrible, and uh, Missouri. I mean, while they while they look good for the most part, I mean. This is a game where you you have to blow out your opponent because Vanderbilt is just horrible, man. Yeah, man, just awful. Uh, really big game here. Really good game watching. This this was probably one of those fun games to watch. Um, if, if you if you well if you like a lot of offense, uh, Ole Miss get pulling out the dub just barely, uh, beating LSU fifty five to forty nine. Uh, this was like the epitome of back and forth this weekend. Um, you know, it, it just the defenses both sucked up until like the fourth quarter. But um, you, you know, it was well, it was it was LS, LSU was you know they only scored seven in the in the uh, the first quarters twenty one seven at the end of the first, and then at the uh, at the end of the second quarter it was twenty eight to thirty one, uh, Ole Miss, and then it it was just going back and forth the rest of the game. And and then eventually, you know, Ole Miss got some lucky breaks and ended up winning this one. Yeah, man. Um, I had LSU in this game, but Ole Miss came out, man. Um, they they won it, man. I mean, it was crazy because you know I thought they were just gonna go in the end and kick the field goal, but then they ended up scoring the touchdown, and LSU had a chance. And you know they made it exciting at the end. The Ole Miss ended up winning, man. So it was a good game. Definitely a uh, really fun one to watch. Yeah, I, I picked Ole Miss in this one, but it it was a really entertaining game. Uh, just just a lot of back and forth, and it, it, a lot a lot of good offense. Not a lot of good defense, though. Um, Oregon beat Stanford forty-two to six at at one point. I think Stanford actually led. Um, yeah, they, they they did lead. They were they were up uh, six to nothing at one point uh, over Oregon, and then you know a- after that, Oregon's defense or a- Oregon's offense actually started you know doing something, and their defense woke up being like, "Hey, wait a minute, guys! Like this is Stanford. What are, what are we doing here?" And just they just never looked back. Another forty-two uh, to six win for Oregon. Yeah, nice easy win for Oregon there. Um... They're one, definitely one of the top teams for sure. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they beat Buff. Uh, they beat Colorado, uh, forty-two to six last week. They did it again with Stanford. I mean, yeah, or- Oregon's just looking really, really good. Uh, Oklahoma blew out Iowa State, fifty to twenty. Um, not a whole lot to really talk about in this one, but uh, yeah, Oklahoma just keep on rolling. Man, we we got a really nice game between them and Texas uh, this week uh, that we'll preview uh, the Red River Red River rivalry. Uh, so we'll get into that on on Thursday's episode. Uh, Notre Dame beating Duke, man. I thought Duke was gonna win this at one point because they were leading, and then Notre Dame tied it, and then Notre Dame and it, look, it was there was a lot that happened in this game. Um. You know, you had Riley Leonard on like the last play he uh, of well of, uh, of Duke's drive was um, he he was injured 
look, looks like a like a ankle a really bad ankle injury too. Um, you know, he, he was on the ground crying. It, it, it was really brutal to watch. Um, Duke's, you know, fairy tale run kind of ended uh, this week. You know, this was the first time Duke had won four games straight in a very, very long time. Um, and, you know, they, they looked pretty good. Uh, Notre Dame's offense was not, but they were able to just barely pull this one off. Yeah, man. Um it's definitely a close one there, man. Um, I know another one that I thought would be a really exciting game there uh, where, you know, uh, could have seen an upset uh, possibly happening. But, yeah, another game in the end pulling it out. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Hartman did not look good at all. 15 no. for 30. I mean, dude, you got to do better than that. Uh, not that he's you know, like a top-level quarterback anyways, but come on, man. you, you got to do a little bit better than that. Um, you know, Duke's defense did a lot of good things in this game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel bad for that uh, for Riley Leonard, man. He uh, That was a brutal ankle injury. So, uh, But some good sportsmanship from Hartman at the end of the game. Went over to the medical tent, you know, to, you know, and he he just waited there for you know like ten minutes or so just to see if if he was all right. So that was kind of nice to see. Um, you know, you, you don't want to see a player go down like that. And uh, so yeah, uh, Tennessee beat South Carolina forty-one to twenty. Um, just you know, one one of those games where well, South Carolina's bad and Tennessee's better. You know, it, I wouldn't say Tennessee's yeah. a good team, but. You know, South Carolina's just god awful. Uh, Alabama. Speaking of god awful, Alabama beat Mississippi State forty to seventeen. I mean, Mississippi State, man, that is oh how the mighty have fallen, man. They are just horrible, horrible. I mean, th- this was just really bad. Um, and then speaking of really bad too is is Washington's performance over Arizona did not look that good. They only went 31 to 24. Uh I think the spread was something huge. Uh let me look here. Yeah, yeah, they had Washington favored by 20 um in this one. You know, they they get the they get the victory, but man, they did not look that good against Arizona this week. No, they didn't. Yeah. Um definitely a tough one, man. Yeah, I mean Penix looked pretty good. I mean, he went 30 for 40, but he had no touchdowns in this one. Um, and then, you know, but my, my my biggest issue really is just like Arizona, like being in this game should have never happened. I mean, Washington's defense is really good. And the fact that, you know, you didn't really, or that you allowed Arizona to get within winning this game. I mean, they didn't look that like this was just a very bad performance. They they get the win, yes, but you got to do a little bit better than that against really bad teams. Yeah, you do. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Fresno State beats Nevada twenty-seven to nine. Nevada continues to you know smell like shit and lose every single game. Uh, they're now zero and five. Just you know, Fresno State just took care of business, and and that's all you can really ask for in, in games like that. Yeah, man. Um, for real, uh, that's like all you can ask for. 
Yeah, so we're going to get into the rankings blitz here. Uh, same format as before. I'm going to give you a group of five. You tell me if they should be higher or out of that group or if they're, if they're good where they are. Uh, so let's start with the bottom five. Uh, Missouri moved up two spots despite struggling against Vanderbilt. They're up to 21. Tennessee's number 22, moving down a spot. Uh, LSU losing 10 spots down to 23rd. Fresno State went up to, uh, to 24, and then Louisville is ranked this week. Uh, where, where do you think, or what do you think of this group? Yeah, shocked that Louisville's in there. Um, I think the rest of it's fine. Maybe Tennessee is out of um, you know the group. I don't think they're that great. Um, but other than that, I think it, I think it's all right. I mean, but it's the bottom twenty, so. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard with this bottom 20 to really tell, you know, okay, this this team should go up, this team should go down. It's kind of hard. Uh, I'm not surprised about Louisville being here at all. Uh, they've looked fairly good. Uh, they got a big game against Notre Dame this weekend, which we will also preview. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they've looked fairly good this, uh, this uh, to, to start the season, the first five games. So I'm kind, I'm kind of happy with everyone being where they are. I'd probably put Fresno State over LSU just because LSU has two losses, man. I mean, they, I mean, they're they're completely out of any, you know, natty hope or even SEC title hope. I mean, I I, I would personally maybe swap LSU and Fresno State, but as far as I'm concerned, I'd, I'd probably keep you know everyone else the same here. Um, so uh, Duke fell two spots to 19. Uh, Kentucky went up all the way to number 20 after being unranked. Uh, and then Utah fell eight spots to 18th. Miami gained a spot to 17th. And Ole Miss gained four spots after their win over LSU. Um, what, do you, what do you think about these? Where would you move anyone? Would you move them up, down, or good in this group? Um, I think I'm honestly pretty good with this group, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I could maybe argue Utah uh, being up, but up a little bit, yeah. yeah, up a little bit. I mean, they lost to a really good Oregon State team. Uh, who, I mean, look, my my biggest issue is that Utah moved down eight spots, but Oregon State moved up four spots, uh, which you know that doesn't make much sense to me. If you're gonna do it that way, I get you know Oregon State has a loss already this year, but still, man, I mean that's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with this group. Uh, Maybe you can swap Mizzou and uh, Kentucky uh, in their groups uh, just because Kentucky hasn't really – I mean, yes, they beat Florida, but Florida is really bad. So um, I, don't, I wouldn't want to give you know Kentucky a top 20 spot right away just for beating a bad team. That, was, that just happened to be ranked, you know? Yeah. Uh, so next group, Oregon State at number 15 – like I said, moved up four spots. UNC moved up a spot to 14. Washington State moved up another three spots uh, to 13th. Wow. Oklahoma now sits at 12th, moving up two spots. And Bama gained a spot at a number 11. Uh, what What's your take on this one? Yeah, so I think that um, this group is pretty good. And, you know, Washington State, a lot, a lot of big movers in this group, I feel like. Washington State uh, jumping up here. Bama jumps up. Um, I think this is, you know, solid middle of the pack, um, teams right here. Yeah. I, I wouldn't really touch any of this. Um, maybe like I said, move Oregon state up a little bit more, but 
you know, I, I, I'm happy. Like, I, I wouldn't put him, obviously, in the top 10, but, you know, I'd put him maybe 12th or 13th. Um, that's just me personally. But uh, so into the top 10 now, uh, which number six and number seven stayed the same. Penn State and Washington both stayed the exact same. Actually, the top seven never never moved at all uh, after this week. Uh, Oregon moved up a spot to number eight. USC moved down a spot to number nine for well, obvious reasons, and then Notre Dame gained another spot. Look, you you, you yeah. beat a ranked opponent as Notre Dame, so yeah, I, I could see moving up a spot. Uh, I would put, I personally would put them ahead of USC though. To see, yeah, I um, I definitely love seeing that they put Oregon above USC. I I could see putting Notre Dame above um, USC as well. They've definitely you know played. A, tougher matchup this week in one but you know they have the one loss usc hasn't lost yet so i can see maybe that being their reasoning why um they haven't done it yet but notre dame is probably the better team right now so um in the future we'll see man yeah we'll, we'll have to see i mean but like i said i mean usc are frauds they can't tackle they're afraid to tackle uh and that's gonna cost them uh this year for sure um and like I said, the top five didn't move. You have Florida State at number five, OSU number four, Texas is back at number three, Michigan at number two, and Georgia at number one. Michigan and Texas actually receiving uh, a, a significant amount of first place votes this week. Uh, Michigan with twelve, and Texas with two, or not two, uh, ten. Uh, I mean, look, Georgia struggling against uh, Auburn, you know. Letting Peyton Thorne, you know, look good for the first, you know, fifty something minutes of the game. Uh, this this was a game Georgia should have blown them out. They were favored by fourteen. I mean, th- this was just ridiculous, man. I I could I could I could honestly see Michigan and Texas both being ahead of Georgia after this week. Yeah, I I agree, man. Um, again, even though Georgia hasn't lost, they just haven't looked as impressive in their wins as they should be. No, they're 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 still zero and five. They're they're still zero and five against the the spread this year. I mean, they have not been able to cover. And I know you know winning's more important than covering. Yes, but you know if if you can't cover against really bad teams, man, you're you're not going to look favored really against anyone good. Um, so we'll just we'll just have to see. Um, but I mean, this Georgia's first test will be this week. Uh, we'll cover that on on. Uh, on Thursday's episode. So, yeah, that's your college football rankings blitz. And, Mike, you said there was a trade in the NBA, so let's just talk about that. Yeah, man, so let's get into the trade here. So, how I mentioned last week how Damian Lillard was traded to Milwaukee and Drew Holiday was the main piece going back to Portland here. There was rumors around that Drew Holiday was not going to be in Portland for very long. That you know he was too good of a player to be um, staying in a non-contender, and that a contender would snatch him up. And that is what Boston did. So the other powerhouse team out east, the Boston Celtics, go after Drew Holiday, who was formerly on Milwaukee. So you know him, you know going. Uh, toe-to-toe with Boston, you know, a lot in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting now seeing him on the other side. So, I guess going over the trade here, the Celtics received, of course, just Drew Holiday, and the Blazers got Malcolm Brogdon, who was, you know, like the sixth man or the backup point guard there for Boston. Robert Williams, which was their defensive, um, you know, center there. 
Robert Williams was definitely a piece that's going to suck to lose, but have to give up something of value here to get someone like Drew Holiday. He gave up a 2024 first-round pick via the Warriors. So this was the Warriors pick. Now it's going uh, to the Blazers. And then the 2029 unprotected first-round pick. So uh, the Blazers keep piling up picks in the Damian Lillard trade. So basically the haul for Damian Lillard since they got Drew Holiday in this trade, uh, they got more picks out of it. Malcolm Brogdon's a solid player. Same with Robert Williams. But, of course, they're still rebuilding. Uh, the Blazers are going to be going to a full-on rebuild um, pretty soon here and just stockpiling those draft picks like uh, the OKC was doing. Uh, we'll see how that, that goes for them, man. Hopefully it does better than what happened with the Sixers because the Sixers took this route like 10 years ago, stockpiled a whole bunch of draft picks. And, you know, they definitely got a good team out of it, but feel they could have been better off, you know, just building in free agency. But Portland is a smaller market, so a lot of players aren't going to want to go there willingly. So they're going to have to build mainly through the draft. So I can understand. But, yeah, um, this was a big trade, man. So Milwaukee making a big move and now Boston answering back, taking one of Milwaukee's players away from them. It's going to be a battle, man, between these two teams and – um, this was, you know, another just kind of out of the blue trade. Like I said, I knew Drew Holiday was going to be traded, but didn't think it'd be to the Celtics, man. They, uh, they are definitely going all in. They got Christos Porzingis this year. So they are, they're full on in trying to win this championship. Uh, them and Milwaukee, according to Vegas have the best odds. They're both at plus 380 for the NBA uh, finals here with Phoenix and Denver, not too far behind them. So those are kind of the clear cut top four teams in the league right now. The Lakers as well. I think we're uh, a distant number five when looking at the odds. So it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup here for the NBA moving forward with the season approaching in just a couple weeks. And teams making uh, these big trades with, you know, high-caliber players here, man. I mean, Drew Holiday is probably a top 20, 25 player in the league. Lowered, probably borderline top 10. So it's going to be interesting to see, like I said, uh, how this season shakes up. Hopefully, you know, the Pistons can make some moves as well to become better. But, yeah, um, we'll probably try and discuss as well uh, in next week's episode. Um when we have uh, Ian on here, uh, if you, he prefers Boston or Milwaukee's lineup. Um, but do you have any, any thoughts or anything on this, Trey? No, like I said, you're not too crazy into the basketball, but do you have any thoughts here? So, a couple, I guess. Uh, so, first of all, for one, it just sounds like between Milwaukee and uh, and Boston, this is kind of just an arms race at this point, and they're at, at the expense of, uh, of Portland, it seems. Yeah, so Portland here, um, you know, trading away their big superstar and then trading away the the big piece they got back for him. So, like I said, Portland's going into a full-on rebuild. Uh, they definitely don't have the team to compete. They won't be, I don't think, completely awful this year. I think they'll probably be, you know, not in the playoffs or anything, but um, definitely, um, like I said, they got some solid players. Brogdon and Williams are, are solid players for right now. Aiden, who they got in the first trade they did, is a solid player. Um, 
but yeah, poor one's just trying to move off all they can. And uh, the but the one thing I will say about poor one, man, is they have no uh, wings on this team. In this trade, they got a, a guard and a center. They have a whole bunch of guards and centers, and no wings. So, I'm wondering how that's going to play out in the future here, man. Because I mean, they just they have so many uh, point guards and shooting guards on the team. Um, that I'm just like, where is everyone going to play? I mean, well, play room somehow. That, that kind of brings up a question: just like, like, do they go back to like, you know, your your really like old school style of basketball where you, you're. Uh, where your wings weren't, you know, uh, you know, such a vital, vital uh, part of your offense. It almost makes you wonder if that's gonna, you know, crop up from them. Yeah, so they might have to do some like, you know, positionless basketball that's kind of been popular uh, actually recently, where players aren't really beholden to one position, but you know, these guards, you know, are not built to be small forwards or power forwards here but like i said they might go with a too big lineup they put might put williams and Aiden on the floor at the same time both are centers they might move one to power forward here to make up for that and um i guess move shaden sharp is probably the best option here to move to small forward um he's one of their actual top prospects that uh they picked up in the draft uh i believe it was the last year two years ago right uh another thing that's kind of wild to me is just just thinking about this it's uh it's kind of stupid but just just think about like milwaukee being in like the eastern conference to me that's just kind of you know it's kind of like what because to to me i i think milwaukee i think west you know so you you would you yeah you would think they'd be kind of more in like the west because like my my thing is is like for example, like there, there was some talks for a while, you know, you know, getting a team in the NHL in Milwaukee, but those, have, you know, that's com- that's completely gone silent now, so that's no longer a thing, right? But it, they would have been put in the Central Division, which is in the Western Conference. So to me, it's, it's just kind of wild to think, you know, Milwaukee is actually in, in the Eastern Conference, especially considering just really their time zone too. Um, it's just a little little crazy because like. They're in central time zone, but, uh, you know, it, it was kind of a there, – there's a thing like Detroit and Columbus in the NHL, they they both used to be in the Western Conference, as we know. And they fought super, super hard to get put in the Eastern Conference because of the time zone. So that's kind of where I'm just kind of like, that doesn't make much sense to me, but, you know, it is what it is with that. And then uh, I had another question for you about this, but now, now I completely forgot about it. Uh if I remember it on like Thursday's episode, we'll just, we'll just talk about it then. Um, but yeah, it's it's it just seems like an arms race going on between Boston and uh, and Milwaukee, man. Yeah, well, I guess I actually want to follow up with you on that. You said how it was weird that Milwaukee was in the Eastern Conference, and Milwaukee actually used to be in the West um, back in like the seventies and stuff, shit like that. Uh, they were in the Western Conference. Uh, I'm not completely sure of the year they moved over i think it was sometime in the 80s or 90s they moved over to the east but yeah they used to be in the west and you know those teams that are kind of far out east like uh, i guess i would say like memphis maybe that is in the the western conference you know they could be considered east you know being in tennessee um but yeah so i guess that's kind of a uh thing to bring up that they were actually in the uh the Western Conference, and they were uh, also with that 
they're the only franchise to win championships in both the East and the West conferences back in 71 and 2021, so 50 years apart. Oh, inter- that's that's kind of interesting, actually. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that kind of wraps that up. Uh, real quickly, we'll, uh, we'll kind of pre- – like the, the MLB playoffs started today. Um, the, the AL games already happened. Uh, the Rangers beat the Rays four nothing, and then the Twins beat the Blue Jays three to one. And then right now you have the Diamondbacks and the Brewers are tied, and then uh, the Marlins are getting shut out by the Phillies at the moment, uh, three to nothing. Um, so that 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 that's our uh, our wild card series uh, for the playoffs this year. Got the, uh, Diamondbacks and Brewers. Um, so I, I guess I want to get your 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 thoughts. Who do you think are, is going to win this uh, this series? Yeah, so I I really like uh, the Diamondbacks team. I saw Corbin Carroll had a nice, uh, I believe, it was a two run homer in the first game. Um, we'll see if they can pull it out, man. Um, you know, uh, I definitely like their team better. I mean, Milwaukee's probably a little bit better. They had the better record. Um, they won their division, but. Uh, I personally like uh, Arizona a lot. I like Zach Gallen. Like I said, Corbin Carroll, easily rookie of the year in the National League. It, it's it's kind of crazy because like the Diamondbacks last year were not a good team at all, and no. and now they're in the playoffs, which is which is just wild. Um, I, I do think that the Brewers are going to win this uh, series. I would love to see Arizona uh, win this one, but yeah, I, I think the Brewers are going to win this. I think it's going to be in seven though. Um, I think the Diamonds backs are going to keep this one close, but I think uh, the Brewers will end up pulling off uh, that series victory. Uh, the other game going on right now, Marlins and the Phillies. Uh, who do you got in this one? I got the Phillies, man. They just have a lot more experience, got the better team. I was shocked the Marlins even made it, to be honest with you. I um, I don't have much faith in them making it much farther, but, you know, they're, they're a fun young team. Um but yeah, Phillies, man, they've been there, done that. Uh, I got the Phillies. I, I got the Phillies in this one too, and you, you said it perfectly. I mean, they have the experience, um, and you need a lot of experience in the playoffs, and no matter the sport, really. Um, mm-hmm. play, playoff experience helps a ton, and yeah, the Marlins are fun. They're exciting. They're young. Uh, you know, things are really going forward for them. I'm and like like you, I'm I'm surprised that they made the playoffs. Um, so it, it's a good story if they win, but I, th- I think the Phillies win this one handedly. Um, so we got the Rangers and the Rays. Uh, Rangers winning today for nothing. Um, I'm I'm gonna take the Rays to take this series. Uh, Texas is a really good team, uh, but that said, you know the uh, the Rays. I th- I think are the overall better team. I mean, they just barely lost out on on their division. I think the Rays take this one. It's going to be a close uh, matchup, though, the entire way through. Yeah, I think it's going to be really close. I actually am rooting for uh, Texas. I think I just like them a little bit better, and the Rays have a lot of controversy around them right now. But the Rays definitely are the better team. Um, You know, they are missing, like I said, some of their better players. McClanahan's out. Um, Wander Franco's, you know, out with his scandal. Um Tampa Bay just has the overall better team. I think they will come back in this series, but I wouldn't mind seeing Texas move on, man. They got a very underrated team, I feel like. Um, this year they definitely showed out, uh, made a lot of big purchases. Corey Seager was great for them. 
Uh, Montgomery had a great game today for uh, the wild card game. Uh, so, yeah, I think that they have a very underrated team and can definitely go toe-to-toe with the Rays. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the Rays, you know, they do have the better team. Uh, not having, you know, the uh, the pedophile on the team, you know, definitely <laughs> definitely hurts. But um, another topic for another day, perhaps. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and, and the Rays have obviously a lot more playoff experience than the Rangers, too. So um, I think that obviously helps them a lot. I think they will bounce back after this game, though. And then lastly... Blue Jays and the Twins. Uh, Twins won today. Um, that said, I, I'm I, I'm kind of torn on this one, uh, to be honest with you, because like on one hand I hate the Twins because you know I'm a Tigers fan and I hate the Twins because they're they're you know a divisional team. But at the same time, I have this like huge hatred for Canada and Toronto especially, and that mostly stems from being a hockey fan. But so I'm kind of torn on this one. On who I want to win, because frankly I don't care. Um, but I, I I think the Blue Jays will end up uh, you know winning this series. I mean the Twins won the division with a 500 record. They went 80. No, not a 500, just barely over over 500. They went 82 and 80. I mean that is ridiculously bad. I mean and look this division was awful, but yeah I think Toronto wins this one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the Twins actually so they won today. They had the longest losing streak uh, in the playoffs. They had lost like 18 games in a row without winning a game in the playoffs. Um, actually, Detroit's Pistons are actually kind of up there now. They're at like 14, I think. But um, they finally got a win today. But I just think Blue Jays are going to bounce back from this. I mean, they have to. Uh, it was a 3-1 game today. Um, I, I think the Blue Jays got the better team. So I'm taking them. I mean, yeah, on, on paper, the Blue Jays have a much better team. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, the Blue Jays were in a very, very competitive division. Um, shout out Yankees being ass. But, you know, um, yeah, I, I think the Blue Jays win this one. Uh, I, I'm surprised that, that, that Minnesota actually won this game. But, you know, it, this series might end up actually being closer than uh, than I think really anyone thought it would. Um, so, yeah. That, that kind of wraps everything up for tonight. Uh, Thursday, Ian should be back. Uh, you guys can get into more details on that uh, on that trade that happened in the NBA. Um, we'll, we'll also obviously preview uh, this weekend's football matchups. Um, it's the last week of, uh, of preseason hockey, by the way, as well. Uh, regular season starts, uh, I believe, on next Tuesday. Uh I'll have to double check on that, but I'm going to do something a little fun with you guys uh, for the NHL, get you guys' thoughts um, on Thursday's episode as well. And uh, yeah, Mike, you got anything else? No, so uh, I guess I guess the main thing is MLB playoffs are, are in full swing now. That's probably going to start taking up some more time. Of course, NFL and college football are going to be the main focus, but I think MLB playoffs are going to be second to... Uh, that for sure, and even once the World Series comes around, we'll definitely take precedent over the podcast. But uh, NHL, NBA coming out this month in October, it's going to be a good month for sports. I mean, this is the time of the year where all four sports are uh, finally going to be 
on at the same time. It's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, lots to talk about. Obviously, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about the World Series. Um, it's still not going to take precedent over, over college football or the NFL, but uh, definitely will be taking up a lot more of our time, especially as the playoffs of the MLB do ramp up. Uh, so, yeah, with that, rate, review, subscribe. Um, all that stuff, help us out, guys. Share the podcast. Uh, if you really like this, you know, just just let us know. You know, all all that stuff. Doing doing the reviews really really helps. Lets us know, you know, you know that that we're doing a good job, and you want you want more of our content. And you know, if there if you have suggestions, please let us know because we'll we'll definitely be willing to, to you know you know make changes to to the podcast. So uh, yeah, with that, uh, we will see you guys on Thursday.